Hey everyone, welcome to the Daniel Peretz podcast. I am your host. It is great to have Carla here. Carla is just chock full of things she's doing here, so I'm excited to hear more about it. Carla, great to have you on. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you so much. So Carla, um, you you are uh, you are in the mindset game. You you truly understand things uh, from from another level, and I think you know for those who are listening. Uh, whether you're starting off a business um, or, or looking to scale, why, why is mindset just relevant re- regardless of what stage you are in your business? I think you have to be able to get past your limiting beliefs. I think mindset plays a big part in that, whether it's money, whether it's relationships, um, you know, whether it's your health, your wealth, you know, they tell you health, wealth, relationships are the top three. I think if you need to get past those, Um, then you will be able to go on and do a whole lot of other things. But if you have those mindset blocks, that's really holding yourself back from actually being the success that you were actually meant to be. Mm, That's, that's great. And, and and so from the, from the people that you've worked with, um, you know, you, you mentioned health, wealth, and relationships. Um, When, when you make that change in, in their mindset and, and obviously going towards a, a positive mindset, what, what have you found, I'm just curious, you know, what, what have you found to be one of the biggest uh, quote unquote complaints or things that are holding people back in their limiting beliefs? Trauma. They've trauma. had a lot of trauma in their life and, and it, it can come in many different, you know, many different ways. You know, mothers always or, you know, families always telling them we can't afford this or I've had some that have gotten hooked on drugs and now they want to, you know, get better in life and do things and actually help other people. Or, you know, some that I've worked with have actually, you know, been in rape crisis and are afraid to work with men. And so that kind of limits them on what they can do and really working towards these issues and figuring out what is that deep, you know, that deep, dark secret that they've been holding on being able to bring that out in a way that they feel safe and they feel comfortable, work on it and get past it and then move on. And as a coach, most people know, we just ask the question and pretty much people can work out their own issues when you actually give them the permission to be able to do that. Most people, you know, kind of keep it held in because they're embarrassed. They don't want to talk about it. They figure that their families are going to judge them. But once they actually feel in that safe and comfortable zone, they talk about it and they're actually able to move forward. Mm. So what, so what does that safe and comfortable zone look like? I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> That safe and comfortable zone is you you being able to have a rapport. So not only am I a coach, but I also do neuro-linguistic programming. So it's being able to have that rapport. It's being able to hit on those those spots that most people are not going to hit on and getting deeper, you know, and asking the question why or getting to that next, getting to that next point. Well, why do you think this? Well, why are you okay? Or why are you not okay? It's okay to talk and really putting that person in a position that they actually feel comfortable talking to you and actually getting all of the getting all of that negative energy out of their system. Mm. So so why you know is is constantly brought up and you know you see this in tons of books etc um why why do you feel that people have not found their their why what 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 why is why does it seem so uh is there complications to it obviously there's that limiting belief side of it but but is it just not understanding uh, themselves better? How do, how do people uh, truly get to their why, and especially working with you um, in, in a short period of time? 
Well, you have to understand, you know, you, when you're asking a person to work with you, they have to be open to do it. So anytime I'm doing anything, I ask permission. Is it okay for me to, you know, go and hypnotize you? Is it okay for us to actually, you know, do the EFT? Is it okay for us to talk about that deep, dark secret that you have? And by opening it up and letting them say yes, they're giving themselves permission to actually move forward and be okay with talking about those sensitive issues. More than likely what happens, the reason that they don't want to do it is because people have badgered them or people have, you know, said, oh no, that's wrong. You need to push that under the rug. I was one of those. You know, I had a son that died and nobody really wanted to talk about it. So that was my own trauma and literally having to work through that, but actually giving myself permission. And some people just really don't know. And so when they don't know that they're holding something deep, when you start working with them and you start asking them certain, certain questions, they actually start to feel and you can actually start to see it actually come up. They don't want to talk about it because again, they're afraid because they've held it down so much. Again, using myself, I can tell you things that actually happened in my childhood that I was actually suppressing that actually, you know, helped my mindset once I got it out. But as long as I was suppressing it, I couldn't go forward. I couldn't move forward. I was actually afraid of even myself and my own voice. And so once I was able to get into a position with my coach and my mentor and be able to talk about those things, I was then no longer afraid to actually use my voice to get across what was actually needed. Mm. And do you feel that the, the thing that's holding them back to giving you permission to, to talk to you more is is really their ego i mean because you know you talk about entrepreneurs right entrepreneurs uh usually they're they're people who just just really want to do a lot more for people um and and i think that sometimes ego can can get in the way from from trying to learn more or actually take the tactical strategical approach of building a business do you feel that ego is holding them back from their trauma what's 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 that part that they're not giving you that permission I don't, well, I haven't had that. That's just because of working with the people that I've worked with. I'm able to talk them into giving that permission. And it's not them giving me permission. It's giving themselves permission. And I think that's the biggest thing is letting them understand they can actually do it. Do I really think ego is a problem? I don't think, just looking at myself and the, and the people that I've dealt with, it's not about ego. It literally had to do with trauma. And because the trauma was so deep embedded and even going to therapy did not help because what happens is they're only going to talk about it and there's so much there's only so much a person's going to talk about when you're in therapy because you keep bringing it up you keep feeling it you keep going through it well guess what as a coach i'm here to listen to what you want to talk about i'm going to ask you who what where when and why now you're giving yourself permission to actually talk about that and actually release it and that's exactly what happens and so me just sit there as a sounding board and then being able to give and say, okay, why don't you try X, Y, Z? But I'm not there to listen to the past. I'm there to help you move past the past and actually get to your present and into your future. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's, that's remarkable. I, I mean, you, you, could take, you could take a lot from that for, for those who are listening. And certainly when it comes to giving permission uh, to, to working with a professional like you, Carla, or, uh, or, or anyone for that matter in that field, um, is certainly important. So um, when, when people are approaching uh, uh, someone like yourself who were, it was in the uh, mindset, uh, you know, um, uh, approach, they're trying to uh, figure out what, what could I, what, what sort of things do I need to understand about working with this person or working with you 
uh, before you get in that process? How do I determine that I'm, I'm really in, I really need to uh, work with someone like yourself? You have to be able to own up to your own stuff. I mean, that that's pretty much it in a nutshell. You have to be able to say, you know, I know that I am an imperfect person living in an imperfect world and everybody needs help. And one of the things I always say when I'm talking, you know, whether it's on my podcast, whether it's, you know, I'm talking to just people on my Facebook page and I'm giving a live, I tell people I'm not self-made, I'm God-made. And, you know, I always reach for that, that higher spiritual, that higher spiritual realm, that higher frequency. And so when you find out that you can help people actually get to that next level, they're more willing to learn to that. So when they tune into me, they know exactly what they're going to get. Number one, I'm transparent. Number two, I'm in your face. And number three, I'm going to hold you accountable. And so if you're, if you're one of those people that know that, oh my gosh, she's going to call me in like five minutes. I haven't done this. Yeah, you're going to expect that because I'm holding you accountable to your own life. And sometimes people don't do that. I mean, I've gone through so many coaches that really didn't hold me accountable, but I was good at holding myself accountable. So anytime they asked me to do something, I had already done it prior. But what ended up happening is everything would fall back and I'd be like, okay, well, this is really not helping me. You're not pushing me to that next level. Where for me, I'm going to give you that homework. I'm going to make you think. I'm making you go into those deep, dark places, but we're not going to stay there. We're going to come out. And now what is it that you want to do? And let's move forward and let's never talk about one of the things that I love to use. And I know some coaches use it, some coaches don't, but it's actually writing a letter to yourself and saying, you know, I'm sorry, you know, go through the things that you didn't like or writing a letter to somebody that hurt you. And then at that point, once you write it and they come back on uh, live with me, then I tell them, tear it up. And they look at me, they're like, you want, I just wrote a four page letter and you want me to tear it up. And I'm like, yeah. I said, because guess what? You just got out everything you needed to say. There's no reason to revisit that. So once, you, once you're done with it, now we can actually move forward. And that's really what I've been able to do with all of, all of my clients is moving them forward and really getting the results in about eight weeks. That's amazing. And yeah. so, so you go through that uh, eight-week pro program, and I'm sure there are people here who are listening who are interested in uh, NLP um, and 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 all sorts of uh, uh, life coaching uh, niches to focus on and and growth. So um, so for those who are listening, you know uh, what what is, what is what's your recommendation in terms of uh, why 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 should you get involved in this field? For one, you know why do you feel that you know being a uh, a mindset coach uh, or in your case, you know your purposeful intention uh, coach? Why why get into the NLP work, why get into hypnotherapy? What's, what's, uh, why would you, why would someone uh, who's listening feel that this is an important field? And what are some things that you've learned along the way uh, they, that you could offer uh, as pointers? So I look at it as everybody has a story to tell. Mm. And so mine just happened to be through me working through my own stuff with NLP. Uh, me working through my own stuff with, you know, coaching. So when I coach somebody else, I'm actually learning about me too, you know, so that actually helps me. And so being that high performance coach, I literally can take you not only just from being average, but to actually being super to where other people are celebrating their mediocrity. You're looking at it going, no, I need to do better and I'm going to do better and I'm going to succeed at that. I'm going to make those, you know, those five to six figures or, you know, six to seven figures, which is where I am now. But had it not been me going through those steps and actually getting coaching myself 
being able to make those seven figures because I do have a portfolio right now that's seven figures, but it took me, you know, 20 years to do. Had I known this 20 years before, it wouldn't have taken that. The steps I would say is actually really talk to a coach and see if there is a great fit, but you're going to have to be open. At some point, there are certain things you may not want to share, but at some point you want to make sure that when you're on, you actually have that rapport. You're actually building that trust with each other and then saying, okay, this is really where I want to be. Now, I'm meeting you where you're at. I'm not going to meet you and say, okay, you're going to make seven figures or we're going to push you there. No, I'm meeting you at. And now what we're going to do is we're going to make actionable goals. And I think where people really make a wrong turn is they do these grandioso ideas, but then they don't have these bite-sized goals. Mm -hmm. And it may take them a year to do it, and that's okay. But guess what? Each milestone you get to celebrate and you get to mark off, and it's easier to digest, and then you reach your goal, actually sometimes even quicker than what you had set. Mm -hmm. and, and that's interesting what you said in terms of getting to those bite-sized goals and, and thinking on a much uh, larger scale. And, and I think that, you know, when you're, when you're talking to uh, first time entrepreneurs or even people that have, have been, do, been doing it for some time, I, I think that the world we live in with social media, um, sort of keeping up with the Kardashians uh, and, and, and all that, right? So you're, you're always thinking big and you're thinking, you know, big results right now. So what do you, what do you have to say about, you know, this type of culture of, you know, uh, uh, you know, quick, you know, quick, uh, simple results, but, you know, and, and basically sitting on your couch and become, you know, a multimillionaire type thing. You know, what, what do you have to say about this whole culture of, of basically coddling the, the, the entrepreneurship space and, and saying, oh, it's, it's really easy. I, I'm curious, you know, in your space of mindset, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? I actually had this conversation on my own Facebook Live last night, by the way, oh. um, and, and really kind of got deep and down and dirty because, you know, I, I hear so many people say, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, uh, well, if you just do this or if you just, you know, say it this way, if you do, but that may not resonate with me. You know, I'm, in, I'm into more of not only am I still working in corporate America, I have my own business too. So I'm like, I have the best of both worlds and I love what I do. I don't get up every on a Monday morning and be like, oh, I have to go into work and then I can't wait to start my, you know, my, my side hustle, which has now become even full time for me. But I think the reality is that people have to realize entrepreneurship um, is similar to having your own career. And I look at things and saying, if you want a purposeful, intentional career versus just having a job or a purposeful, intentional business. And what I mean by that is that you're going to have to do the work. People always say, oh, well, when you're working, it's time you're spending your time, you're trading your time for money. Well, guess what? You're doing the same thing in entrepreneurship. You're just having to work for yourself. That's basically what you're doing. And so if you really want to get real with it, either or is not easy. You're going to have to hustle whether you want to make multi six figures working in a career or whether you want to get to seven figures in a business. It's all the same. You're going to do, do the exact same thing as you would in a career as you would in a business. So you're going to have your time for money. If, if you're, you're going to equate that. And especially in the first five years, you're going to do that. You know, and then you and then you start to come up and you start to make the money. But you've got to find what is comfortable to you. And I went through, let me tell you, I had so many different um, 
coaches tell me, well, you're good at this, you're good at that. I think you should be called this. I think you should be called that. None of that resonated with me. And because it didn't, I wasn't able to talk about it. But once I found my purpose and knew what I was good at and what it took, then it was easier for me to say, wait a minute, I'm good at not only my career because I make multi six figures in my career, but I'm on my way to making seven figures in my own business. And I'm happy doing both. Mm. You know, so you've got to figure out what makes you happy. But guess what? You're going to work for it. Right. Well, that, that's amazing. And, and I think that uh, the, the concept of hustling, uh, right, to, to, to just constantly work. And, you know, that's, that's obviously an, another cornerstone to the entrepreneurship uh, uh, space that we're in, where there's, you know, here's some quick, you know, get rich, you know, uh, quick stuff. Then you got the uh, hustle side of things where you got to always work. Um, and then, you know, uh, for, for myself and, and what I was capable of doing is to build myself uh, time freedom and, and money freedom, right? And, and I think that's what, what ultimately I think what most people want. Um, what, what do you do in a, in a circumstance where, some, let's say a listener is listening in and, and they're, you know, constantly hustle, hustling. They're, you know, they're like, Carla, I am working from 6 a.m. 10 p.m. I'm just always working. How, how, do you get, how do you get them to the point of where they can get that time freedom and really dig deeper into, you know, wh whether it's their hustle trauma that they're currently experiencing or this hustle uh, culture that's kind of forcing them? What, what, would, what would be a suggestion to really get to understand why time freedom is truly important? So write down everything you do in a day you'd be amazed by how much busy work that you're doing and you're actually not working. Right. And then you're gonna start to actually find that time, that freedom that you actually want and be able to like, you know, I can tell you one of my mentors told me, um, you need a housekeeper because doing you, you having a housekeeper is going to stop you from cleaning the house and making excuses of cleaning the house and getting down and taking those two hours to actually focus on what you need to focus on and then you can get up and then you can go. So there were things that I actually had to do. So now I do two hours. Focus time. I get up 15 minutes, stretch eight hour, let's say an eight hour job. I can actually do my job in actually three hours and be done with it because I am so focused on getting rid of the busy stuff that I've been doing. And that's most people don't see it that way because they're hustle, hustle, hustle. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. A lot of stuff is think about visualize what it is that you really like to do and then give it, give the other stuff to somebody else and watch how much freedom comes into your life. Right. And that's, and that's beautiful. And I, I think that delegation is, uh, is probably a solopreneur's, uh, uh, biggest problem, um, and especially when you do, you don't you're bootstrapping, you don't have the financial capital uh, to invest in things. Um, you know, obviously, you know, getting involved, whether it's uh, whether it's working with uh, myself or a professional like you, there's that investment factor, right? Um, how do you how do you say to your to you know for people that are getting involved in in talking to you about uh, mindset, et cetera, and and growing their their business or their life um or their career what what would you say is uh, an important understanding of why investing in yourself is crucial why, why why is it that people need it now more than ever and not waste that that time 
So the question that I would pose is that if you have a car and you need that car to get you from A to B, and let's say that the engine goes out on that car or the gas goes out on that car, you're going to invest in gas to get you to that point B, right? Mm. So what's worse or what's better? Are you going to invest in that car? Well, if you're going to take time to invest in that car, why are you not taking time to invest in yourself? Because in the long run, you may be looking at that car saying, well, wait a minute, that car may be a Honda. I may want to drive a Rolls Royce. Well, guess what? By investing in yourself and understanding yourself better, one day you're going to have that Rolls Royce. Mm. That's beautiful. I, I love it. I think that uh, using that analogy is so simple. And I, <laughs> I, I think that uh, it's, it's a, certainly a great sales uh, strategy for sure. Um, so, so Carla, I'm, I'm excited to hear, you know, as, as listeners know, uh, we like to give an actionable step that people could work on, uh, towards their business or towards growing, uh, uh, their path. Uh, what would, what would be one actionable step that an entrepreneur could do right now today, um, in order to, uh, you know, excel in, in whatever category they're looking to excel in? I think we touched on it before, sitting down, actually writing down a plan, writing everything you do within a 24-hour period of time, and then looking back and start prioritizing those things and saying, okay, yes, this is important. I need to do this. This is not important. I don't need to do that. I'm going to delegate that. Let me tell you, I pay for a VA. I pay her $3 an hour. You can actually come up with the money. When you actually put your mind to something, you will find 20 bucks, 30 bucks a week to pay somebody to do those things you don't want to do so that actually you can be successful being the front of your company, being the face of your company. And so I think by doing that, that actionable step is really going to kind of blow up and show you exactly what you need to be doing, what you need to delegate so that you can be successful and make the money in your company. I like it. So, so for, for those who are listening, essentially just make a 24 hour, uh, diary essentially, and, and journal out everything that you're doing and, and start starring off what, what was important and what could you delegate or give to someone else? Um, I, I like it. I really like it, Carla. So, uh, Carla, tell everyone where they could find you. How could they get a hold of you? Uh, so that you can dive into their brain and get the, <laughs> <laughs> get them to exactly where they want in their life. So you can reach me at carlabcoach.us. That is my um, website. I'm also getting ready to hold a huge uh, online retreat, and that is Remarkable Women Who Lead. I think, yeah, remarkablewomenwholead.com. You can sign up for that. Literally, I've got some heavy-hitting authors and coaches on there that are women that are going to be talking about how they've actually made multi-six figures to seven figures, even during a pandemic. So I think a lot of people need to understand that because we're actually going to go through time. We're going to go through, you know, relationships and, you know, how to work around your children and working with your husband in the house because of this quarantine. Um, and really how to keep yourself healthy during that time, but also the wealth part of it and how they were actually able, one lady was living in her car and is now literally multimillionaire. So during these times. Great. That's great. And, and, and I'm sure uh, you, can, you can find a lot of resources that Carla has. So uh, check out her website. I'll, I'll put that in the comments. Uh, Carla, it's been a pleasure having you on and looking forward to you having you again. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Take care.